Verse 28, and God blessed them and said, chapter 1, Genesis, unto them, and tonight them is you, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the church and subdue it they have dominion over the fish you're going to catch from the sea of people and over all the fowls of the air and over every living thing that moved upon the earth no I can hear you Pastor Neil you're rewriting the Bible no I'll make it more personal hallelujah we're going to pray right now and my title is from the throne room to the boardroom Lord Jesus how wonderful how marvelous is your name in all the earth we shall give you praise we shall give you glory tonight's service is going to reminisce your greatness and your power in Jesus name now brother Joel you remind me of me preaching during a conference and they're praying just like that. Hallelujah. Now I want Sister Eileen and Sister come here Sister Christine go, go right beside him right now and touch him right now. Quick, ladies, come on. Get there fast. Where's she at? Sister Eileen, come on. I want you to touch him right and say, God, extract that skill from him and put it in us. Because I want to hear more of that sound in this church. Let's pray right now. Let's prophesy right now in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, ladies. A divine talent transfusion has just taken place. More stronger than a blood transfusion. Oh, thank you, Lord. You may be seated. I was preaching to my friend's 40th anniversary in the city of New York. And I preached this message to them. I didn't have time, and I wanted time to do it all here. But I'll touch on it. A revelation came to my mind. And that revelation that God didn't just make Adam and Eve to look pretty. Just look nice looking. God created you and positioned you for authority, dominion, and power. And God looked at that which was not as though it was and said to them, Be fruitful. I promise you, Adam and Eve have no idea what you're talking about. Never heard that term before. Be fruitful. He blessed them to become fruitful. Multiply and replenish. Tonight, this church must step into that command. 2015 is a decree from the Almighty God who sits high and looks low. Where heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. And you are his ambassadors. And he's given you dominion and power and authority to speak a world into existence that did not exist. You have the word of life in your mouth. In your heart is the faith that will affect your world. And he make you a command. It's not a suggestion. It's not, amen, speculative. It's declarative. Be fruit. Full. Become a multiplied church. Hallelujah. He said, and then replenish whatever you lose. Replenish it. In other words, take back, bring back, reestablish back any losses that you have experienced. Bring it back. I gave you dominion. 
I give you authority. I give you powerful. Church, there shall be no barren in this church. It's not allowed to be barren. It's not allowed to be fruitless. He said, I have chosen you. You have not chosen me. That you should go forth. And he prophesied. And to be bringing forth. He said, you're not going to return empty-handed. Every door that you knock, you'll be an angel to that house. Someone called one of you today in the church, an angel sent from God. In the time of crisis, I said, I'm going to tell them that you said that. Listen, that's the truth. That was an angel sent from God. And they came from the tabernacle of Praise Church. When the world started telling what's in the Bible, you know you're on, amen, a course of revival. A course of restoration of dominion and power and authority. The church is not a weakling. The weak is a mouse must be like the Almighty. Now, that's a command. I don't need to explain it. He said, let's bring forth more fruit, much fruit. God told me in prayer this morning and last night. There are no place in any part of the world where it's impossible to start a church. He said if people are there, a church is there. Potential is there. We got to go past the potential and get in the kinetic. Amen. God said if people are there, somebody is bound to believe. Somebody is going to believe. He said, Brother Neil, in 2015, here's why I'm going to give you what you need. He said, wealth, so you can help. Amen. In the coins of the fish's mouth to sow a temple all across our fellowship. We need preaching points. We need to claim territory. I don't know if you know this morning that Ruth came to, to Jerusalem at the time of the year of Jubilee. She came at the right time when she could be grafted in search of battle and you find it's true. Number two, God said, I'm going to give your church ability so we can serve him. I'm speaking right now and God is putting ability in people's hand and heart and mind and voice right now. Number three, God said the purpose for me putting talent in the church is so we can help much, amen, in fabricating his kingdom on earth. I didn't realize why I did metallurgical study until I ended up in McMurray. And I realized I was the only guy on my, in my job that was metallurgical. The only guy in, 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 the, uh, in the geotechnical field that no salt cement in McMurray, the first guy in the city to know it. And I found out why. In fact, I met all my students from Nate right here. Hi, hi Prof. <laughs> Hello. And not to mention what a few are preaching to. Amen. God didn't give them that job. It's a little pretty in that job. He gave me that to make disciples. One day I was in my office. Amen. And the Holy Ghost says, you don't represent me. I brought you here to represent me. And all other cultic practices are here. Why don't you go and ask the management for their keys and open a door to these people in this school? And so I did after I wept and cried. And God said, now, here's why I brought you here for a purpose. And the man shocked me and said, when do you want to have the services? Where do you want to have it? What time? And they gave me the key to the college. My first service, the whole class was full of young people who's at college, who come for earthly knowledge. Little did I know, God was fishing out people. Out of that came preachers. They're still preaching the gospel. I'm going to tell you, men and women are still preaching today. God said, I come to give this church faith so we can move mountains. The first mountain I want you to move is your own top mountain. Yes. 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 Amen. The top
Hope Church must become the head in our community and not the tail. The top church must lend and not borrow. Praise God. Shout the praises right now. The top church must become a light in a dark city. The top church must bring day in nighttime. The top church is Goshen. There'll be no plague among us. I'm trying to tell 2015 is here to touch souls and touch lost people. God wants to give you wealth ability, talent, and faith to move mountains. This is a kingdom. This is a kingdom. And you are the servants of this kingdom. I want you to believe with me right now. That says, I'm the head. I'm not the tail. I'm the head. I'm a light in my wall. Every Christian in this church is an ambassador. You are given the responsibility to write visa to heaven. Only you can write visas. And send people to heaven. Oftentimes I sit on an airplane or, or in a shopping mart and I thought if they knew who I was, they'd mock me. You don't think so, but they would. If they knew who was talking to them, they would mock me. I went to the airport, I'm flying to Grand Prairie to work. My boss sent me there. And the pastor allowed me to go. Very shocking, but he did. You see, God has a plan. And I went to the airport, and this guy followed me around. If it's today, I think he's a terrorist. He followed me around. And here's, here's how he was doing it. And would you believe? I tried to walk away from him, and he followed me. I sat here, he sat there across from me, looking at me. And then... We got tickets, and guess who sat beside me? He did. So I thought, this is spooky. Hallelujah. I'm like, Brother Carter, this is crazy. What's going on here? The dead is coming back to life. This is crazy. What's supposed to happen here? He says, hi. I says, hi. He says, I was told I'll meet you here. <laughs> Are you Interpol? Are you KGB? What are you? I'm asking myself, well, who are you? He says, I pick up your spirit. When I came to the airport at the corner turn in, I pick you up. So you did? He says, yeah. He says, you have a spirit. I says, spirit? He says, yeah. I said, he said, what's that spirit? I said, I have the Holy Ghost. He said, what's that? He said, well, I'm a member of a group that sit around tables. This is an educated man, an architect. We're going to build some companies in, in, in Grand Prairie. And he says, I'm so-and-so, and we sit at this table once in a while. And whenever we sit there, he says, I sit where tables rise. Forks move. Glasses shake. He said, what could that be? What do you think I said? Jack on the Beanstalk? No. Devils! He said, I'm afraid of it. I said, well, you can get rid of it. But it's amazing how God places us together. I was in a place one time, and, and this lady sat beside me, in fact, two times. And I thought, I don't want you guys to sit beside me. I want to sit by myself. And in both cases, one was an ecumenical minister, and the other was contemplating what to do with his life. I thought, oh my God, I could have messed up. I want to teach church. God is calling you tonight to face your future. With the best anointing that you have, I'm calling you to break yokes. I'm calling you to solve mysteries. You don't need God to send another Elijah or bring the prophet back. Thou art he. Greater than all the prophets. You are. And the greatest was John the Baptist. And the least among us is greater than John the Baptist. There is no greater work that this church can perform than to convert a sinner, amen, to a child of God called a Christian. Hallelujah. Now you say, God, can I do it? 
Yes. Because this church is a garden of Eden. You don't know that, but it is. Amen. The flaming sword in this church is Pastor Nee. Yeah. I keep things out. And keep things in. I'm always on guard. You ain't coming in here. You ain't going to die on this pulpit here. No, 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 no. You ain't going to preach this around here. No, no, no. That's my job. A flaming sword. Hallelujah. God said he made his message a flaming what? Fire. Sharp in my bone. There'll be no more Elijah coming. Or Elisha coming. You're it. And God says, I've appointed you and anointed you for this moment. Amen. It's time for this church to, to scream out to God, to heaven. You can count on me working for God. We will not be moved by any circumstance in our world or our city. We are word movers and shakers. We are movers by the word and by the word alone, not by circumstance. We're going to be moving by what we read, not what we know in the flesh, but what we see in the spirit. Hallelujah! In January, God wants us to launch our ministry. In February, hallelujah, He wants to water that plant. In March, He wants to walk with victory and bring it in the sheep to Christ. Hallelujah! In April, He wants to have a supernatural miracle in home Bible studies in May hallelujah he said no doubt and you want to do without in July you cast your net on the other side and don't come with an alibi in August he said look I want you to bring home the net September the inventory of the catch October it's time to mend our nets November hallelujah Let's give Caesar a run for his money. In December, let's celebrate. I was thinking in prayer while I go in the room. The throne room, God says, you can sit there and die if you want to, or rise up and try if you could. Why sit here and die when I can get up and try? Can the church hear me? Hallelujah. I, I feel bad for you straddlers. We're going to drag you along. But we want to lay down with you, my friend. It's time to launch out of the deep. It's time to keep our eyes on his eyes. I say, hallelujah. Stop looking in the devil's eye and look in the eyes of Jesus in the eyes of faith. Uh, church, we will not settle for being just above average, uh, which means you're still not the best. Uh, and we just don't want to be average. Come on, church. Uh, Boasting out we're not the worst uh, or below average uh, and say we're not worse than the rest. Come on, church. We want to rise to a full potential. Let God's people rise. Let God people rise up. Come on, army, and swing the sword uh, and raise the shield uh, and pick up the trowel uh, and march like victorious people. The most prosperous church in our district is this church. You know why? Because I wanted to stay in the poorhouse. I want you to take the cheapest job, lowest position. Hallelujah. I want you to take your wife to the cheapest place in town either. Last thing I wanted, the wife's crying to God, fix him, fix him. wife said bless him bless him bless him we want a church that's bold evangelistic spiritual sound thinking on higher ground on higher heights we stand lower ground we refuse come on church God will stand with you if you can believe him he will bring us through come on I am obsessed and possessed with desire to see God bless your socks off. You say, well, I don't wear socks. Well, buy one and put it on so God can take it off. Hallelujah. Amen. No room in this church for skeptics. Hallelujah. I will not rest until you rise to the occasion. So Pastor Neil, you know, you always bug us. You want to do this and do that. You know what? I'm giving you a reason to be blessed by God. 
I don't want God to curse you. I want God to bless you. I want God to bless you. Hallelujah. God said, whatsoever they do it, it shall prosper. But you first have to do it. You know, some back guy said, Lord, I want to be a manager. Well, go, go find a job. Lord, I want to increase in ways to get a job. Lord, I want to be a manager. Well, get a job. Go get education. Come on, somebody. And stop giving God moderation. <laughs> I made that up. Hallelujah. Come on, so clap your hands to Jesus right now. Praise God. You can't bankrupt God. You can't terrorize God with faith. Faith does not intimidate God. Faith energizes God. When you got faith, God responded. When you got faith, God showed up. When you're bold, God stand with you. I'm telling my friend, you don't upset God by shouting. You always find God in the midst of the praise. Hello. It's time for you to honor God in 2015. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let God be your God. And not the newspaper. Hallelujah. Past lies the devil told you. You're not good enough. He's got no business writing your your report card. Get that bug off your shirt. This guy was on the bus, and they have racial problems, and so the guy's on the bus, and so race A saw a bug on race B. And race B is oppressed by race A. And then race A said to race B, there's a bug on him, take it off. He said, leave me alone, you guys are always picking on us. Church, I want to tell you right now, my friend, the doors are not closed behind you. The doors are open for opportunity. Might and right sometimes work. Hello! By my God! I run through troops. You're not just average. Some you need to walk out of your skin. Ooh. Oh, I like the story about the guy who had a mouse and the cat keep intimidating. And one of the owner bring a bottle of beer and leave it there somewhere. Half tilted. Let a mouse get in there and smell that thing. Got a whiff. He came out of the where's the cat? <laughs> It's about time you come out of the closet too. If all those weirdos that come in the closet, so can you. Come on, somebody. You're not just qualified. You are more than qualified. If God is on your side, you're qualified. Your dream is possible. Your goal is attainable. Your stand is resolute. You're able to take the country. Get your eyes on the giant. Or get your eyes on your God. Walk in this city just like you own it. Hallelujah. He said, well, Pastor, uh, I'm broke. Well, go credit in the word later. Buy the best dinner you can. Hallelujah. God is not too busy to hear your faintest cry. He will not pass you over. He will answer by and by. I'm talking about the tr throne room. Now, folks, in the book of Genesis 2 and verse 11 to 14. This is awesome. you got to get this. When God giving names, look it up. It means something. God planted the Garden of Eden. This church is the Garden of Eden. This church is the Garden of Eden. Believe it or not, this is the Garden of Eden. Amen. He here is joy and speak of him full of glory. The half has never yet been told. Sinners come in here and feel pretty good. They walk up the door and they feel bad. The presence left. All the time. And God said, from the Garden of Eden, I planted a garden, and I gave Adam a job. Now, figuring out, God said, Adam got distracted. He and his wife got distracted. Hallelujah. Praise God. And Adam and Eve was to take care of the garden. God said, he first took care of it, and he watered the earth by groundwater. And now God made you and me to take over the charge and delegate to us 
The most powerful job in this church are volunteers. That song? You shouldn't. Volunteers are the most important people in the church. And I won't go there, but the guy who worked for a penny a day. And the guy said, I'll, I'll take, what, what, what do you want to give to me? Just give me anything you want. I don't care what you give me. Just let me work. And God said, four streams come out of the Garden of Eden. And God said, tell the church tonight, it's called the four dimension of top growth. It's going to take place. When I walk up that door, God said, look what I'm about to do. He said, this is just passing right now. But you'll become permanent. He says, go teach your usher out of count. He count way lower than I have. So I got to talk to the teacher from school to teach her husband how to count. Because he can't count. God said, that will become permanent. Hallelujah. And the water went in four different directions. Hallelujah. Number one, first it went to Pison. Then it went to, in verse 11, verse 13, then it went to Gion. Then it went to Hikadel. And then it went to Euphrates. And how many times you read that scripture and read over it. But tonight it's unfolding to the top church. Here's why God put it there just for you. Long before you were created, God measured this up for you, beloved. He knew you were going to be here. He knew you'd be oversized in weight. He knew what shoes you'd wear. He knew what hat you'd wear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I told some guys in Fresno one time, because some girls, I mean, their shoulders right here, and their behind is out here. And I told a friend, the rapture will still hold you up. You will not drop out of the cloud. It will not be what goes up, come down. You're going to go right on up. God can still bear you up with eagle wings. In spite of. Well, they weren't offended. They were, they were good Christians. They, they did it with, with joy. To know there's hope for them going up. I went to the States to buy clothes my size, you know. And I, I told the guy, I said, look. I heard this is a men's store in Canada. All the guys in Canada are pretty slim, short guys. They're skinny. And me, I can't fit nowhere. Nothing fit. He said, come here. Let me show you what size look like. He took me to a place and showed me a trousers. This is one leg. <laughs> he said, now, that's what big look like. I thought, oh my, you see, you think in your world, so the world is everywhere. But it's not so. It's not so, beloved. God has something you've not seen. And so now, Python means when you this year operate, you're going to have an increase. Python means increase. He said, I want you to take care of my increase. And then Gihon mean bursting for. This morning I was looking at the crowd and I thought, oh my God, we're almost filled up already. It's not even December yet. Yes, sir. Huh. Hey, preachers got 2020 vision. We can see what you don't see. You see, I'm on my knees, just standing up on like this, but I'm on my knees. The guy on the knees see things that I don't see on his feet. You see enemy, I see amen help coming from the Lord. Gion mean bursting forth. God's, you know, when, when they come out of Egypt, come here, Caleb. I'm not sure how strong you really are. Let me push on you so you fall down. Come here. Oh, no, I won't do that. But coming out of Egypt, they're bursting out with blessing. God hanging on them. Hanging all over their body, on their kids. If you didn't have kids, I feel sorry for you. Because you have to get all by yourself. 
But God said, hang it on your kid. Hang it on yourself. And friend, they got to walk along with you to the Mount Sinai, but the blessing of the Lord was hanging on them. God said, look, I'm going to make you custodian of the bursting forth of growth. I'm hearing rumors all over the place. A pilgrimage is taking place. Backsliders are turning back. Sinners are crying out for God. The unsaved is asking what's going on. God is moving by His Spirit and the church must reap the harvest while it's white and ready because God wanted to give us an increase. And the third God says, I want you to experience your hiccadel. After basketball, have an hiccadel experience coming. A piezone coming. Sinabra has one coming. And McMurray said, it's here. Come on, somebody. You see, God said, speak the word. And right now, Euphrates mean fruitfulness. He could down mean rapid growth. I'm going to tell the church right now, we don't have 10, 40 years to grow anymore. We have to have accelerated growth. Those that come in can come in. Those who won't, let me stay out. And God's pulling them in from the east, the west, the north, the south right now. And Hikadan experience is taking place around our faith because it means rapid growth. Let me remind you again. Pison means increase. Gion means bursting forth. Hikadan means rapid growth. And collectively, it's called the river Euphrates being fruitfulness. And God said, I'm going to water it. Let's worship God. Tonight, I want you to stop considering your circumstance and focus on your confidence in your God. Church, I'm not just talking words. I saw in one small island this lady sat down with her boy. We, we, we drove for a long time and saw nobody but a few houses. And I saw it in the middle of nowhere. And there was a table. And she and her boy, she was teaching her boy. I said to the pastor, there is your future prime minister. There is your future lawyer. There is your future doctor. Because she believed in him was a future that just need cultivation. Woo! This church believe that the talents are here. The abilities are here. What God has for you, He's saying, don't be like Moses. Don't underestimate the rod in your hand. Every one of you have credentials that God need to sufficiently reach our world. Isaac God says, you can sow right here. I learned this. In fact, in by tonight. You cannot transplant successfully and easily a palm tree. God said, I'm going to give you people that are not easily transferable. Not because they're draconians. But their root structure is such. A palm tree is a tree that will survive the blowing of the storm. Every other tree snaps and breaks. But not the palm tree. The palm tree is like Psalm chapter 1. Planted by the rivers of Hikadel. Pison. Come on somebody. Dion. The river Euphrates. Pison. Right there, those palm trees have root structure that goes for miles beyond that tree. They can grow 50 feet and the, and the, and the root goes farther than that. You just don't push over a palm tree. 
And there's some people in the church that never know it's not possible to push them over. It's not possible to root them up. It's not possible to shove them over. They are planting of the Lord. And what that plant cannot be cut down. I'm trying to tell somebody this church is on a momentum revival that God is going to work in this church. Hallelujah. We're not pure, we're Pison. <laughs> you see, the palm tree at the end of their root is a torpedo, a sharpened, piercing torpedo. It penetrates sand, any kind of soil. It will find the material it needs the water. The palm tree will grow anywhere. God can raise up a church in Skid Row. God can raise up a church in Fort Mackay. Anzac. All you need somebody. It's a pastor. I have a whiff of that holy Joel Bar stuff. I feel like walking in. Amen. Like a uh, Action, you 238. Who wants to fight? I got my action, my 238. I'll fight anybody who wants to fight with me. Come on, I can fight. Yes. My action don't work. My 238. <laughs> I'm going to march in that city and take it over. Oh, hallelujah. David had to go pick up that sword he got from Goliath and use it again. I'm trying to tell somebody, God is going to give you a, an availability this year in supplies like you've never seen. You're about to see the promise of God fulfilled in your life. Nothing gives God more pleasure than to make you happy. Nothing gives God more pleasure than to build your confidence. I didn't start right here, but I've had my experience. I've been there, done that, felt that, seen that. And I know my God is well able to do what I'm asking. He can exceed beyond and above I'm thinking right now. The blessing of God make it rich. You're supposed to be rich for the beggar. The tax man's supposed to love you because you feed this economy. Not drain it, you feed it. Hallelujah. God wanted you to step out on your boldness. He said, Brother Neil, tell those people if they're happy with 10, that's all they get 10. 20, that's all they get. Wayne Hunt is coming here. You're going to meet him. Ooh, I love him. That's a great preacher. He said, God, I want a church in Raleigh, Carolina that's bigger than everybody else. But not the preacher alone must say that. Everybody's got to feel that way. Come here, Caleb. Now, if I was your mom and dad, I wouldn't care what the world say about you. But I'd brainwash to believe that you're special. Even when you're a dummy, I say you're special. Even when you can't express a mind, look like Einstein. Let me tell you, the teacher who did that mistake, nobody could, could handle the school. Nobody could handle these, these students. They're so bad and rebellious and violent and wicked and bad. Everybody abandoned them. And they got this naive teacher, like a naive preacher, come in and they said, that's your class. And somebody gave the students and their locker number to the names. And she thought, she went in her closet and started crying. What have I done to deserve such bright kids with such beautiful IQ? <laughs> they gave me the best class. Look at Caleb IQ off the scale. Son, who's your mama? Where'd you come from? You're special. And man... They started to grow hair on their chest. Figure out speech. 
they feel good about themselves. And they start smarting up. Every time she goes, the Ed Master had to wish they can't figure what on earth are they doing with these kids? They turn all the way around. They kill them. And so, it's a national school board thing now. A class turn around. Now, these, these bad boys, the delinquent, juvenile delinquent, turn around. What happened? They had a teacher that believed in them. You look at a preacher that believes in you. I believe you're king's kids. I believe you deserve to be the head and not the tail. I, I believe you should drive, drive a BMW. Even got a credit said, Come on, somebody. I believe you have the best house in town. Even if you can't pay the rent. Come on, somebody. I believe you wear a mink coat. Even you got a body to look good. I'm trying to tell somebody. Your kings and priests. Up to God. Do I have a witness around here? Only one person believe it. The rest of you dummy, what's wrong with you? Get up and shout. Come on, preacher. You're talking about me. Hallelujah. Sit down for a while, and they said, now, teacher, we are under a wet sin. They are premier kids in the school arena. It's gone all around the world. What on earth have you done? He said, what do you mean? Well, you guys gave me the best there was. He <laughs> said, we did? <laughs> yes. I said, why do you say that? Well, look, the first day I came, look at the IQ rating you gave me. <laughs> Ma'am, that's their locker room number. It's not their IQ. You don't want people prejudge you. I don't care how you came in this door. You may came in here a Volkswagen, but you're living here a Rolls Royce. God gonna need a meltdown. Somebody shout hallelujah. <coughs> the devil have intimidated you that you never won a soul before. I only tell you, tell your calendar and your iPod and write down how many souls you're gonna teach this year. And about a study you're gonna win. Come on, somebody. Command it. No more self-defeat. No more discouragement. It's time to believe. God's not slack. God's not no favorites. All the favorites mine. It's mine, said the Lord. Come on, church. We can do it. We will do it. God will supply the strength, the wisdom, the know-how, and the blessing to perform. You know why God let me work for a while? Sit down for a while. I've had some rude boss. And the best bosses in the world are those that are stinking rude. They got bad manners. They'll cough and blow their nose in your face. And even mind their nose when I'm looking at them. <laughs> I had bosses like that. They call you names. But I want to tell you, they teach you humility. They teach you leadership. They teach you what God wants. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, the best impression of my life are the worst people in my life. The struggle that you go through was not designed to kill that future butterfly. It was to cleanse your wings to make you fly to higher heights. Everything God asks you to do, it will be beyond your talent. But that's how He built confidence. That's how He built relationship. Amen. Maybe you're one of those nobles God brought in the church, but I'm not one of them. I'm one of the nobody God brought in the church. You were the nobles. I was the nobody. But God take the nobody. Hallelujah. And let them sit high and look low. And look what the Lord has done. Come on, let's worship God. God said, I brought you here. All my promises to you are yes and amen. Don't forget tomorrow, church. God promised to show you things you've never seen or known before. God promised to open the windows of heaven to you. They're not locked with padlock and combination lock. 
are going to pour out a blessing, not hot sulfur, a blessing. I'm going to teach you how to profit from preaching. I'm going to get you wealth. You know, when I go preach somewhere, I folks will tell those preachers exactly what I told you. You know, they invite me back, it always happened. I remember I was in one place teaching in this city here, and my wife and I, and we sat at this table, and I promised the Holy Ghost. Devil said, Well, what if God on Port Uncle says, Devil, I'm not on trial. I'm not on trial. If I make you a promise, it don't happen, don't blame me, blame God. You waste your time blame me because if it happened, I take no credit. If it doesn't, I take no fault. I take no fault for it not happening. And if it happened, I take no credit. So it's up to him. Uh, my friend, amen, this church was a fashionable problem. And they robbed him that bad and left him there. And he was broke. He said, God, I'm going on vacation. It's your church. Take care of it. Bye. Call back when you fix it. <laughs> and left God in the lurch. When he came back, he built the church. The church is done and eating pretty good. And they're very popular because God will not leave you at a time of great need. Amen. I learned by experience, you don't practice, I testify. It ain't going to work. It's like chewing gum in your mouth. You forget everything. And God said, now let me speak through your mouth. But God, I didn't use Colgate today. I don't care how stinking mouth. I'll speak through it. Hey, church, too many times we talk ourselves out of a supernatural. We belittle ourselves. Like so you pray, God, I'm sorry. God said, what for? I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry. What for? I'm sorry, God. Oh, God. Do you remember? Remember what? God, you know what I did. What did you do? Oh, God. 1845. Yes. God said, I wasn't even there. <laughs> I was somewhere else. <laughs> what did you do? Tell me. <laughs> you know, why do people like to go in the graveyard and pick up a bunch of dead bones, amen, and bring it short to God? God's not impressed with it, my friend. God said, you're forgiven. Move right in. Sit right down. Act like a child of God. Act like you belong to the kingdom. And they keep you from falling. I can. I'll build an edge around you. I like that. I'll build an edge around you. And whatsoever you do, going to prosper. You believe that? You guys don't believe that? Oh my God. I want to tell you, if you're in this church tonight and you can't be a seamstress, go try it tomorrow. I promise you, you won't mess up that fabric. You know, some of these poor girls get married, and they're the first one to burn water. They literally burn water to this crisp. Until they talk to Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah. And God says, trick that husband. Go buy a can of soup. Heat it up in a microwave. And when he comes, I can get cooking it. And give it to him. And watch it. Ooh, honey, that's awesome. Thank you, microwave. My companion and friend. <laughs> Hallelujah. He will fight your battles. Come on. He's got your good interest at hand. Somebody got to walk out. They belong. Woo! I'm going to tell you, my neighbor don't like me. You know, they don't wear blessed. We don't drink. We don't smoke. We don't talk. <laughs> they don't like us at all. But every time they lift their finger up, it helps me further. Lord God. Hey, the best friend you have is, if you got a good friend and they love you and you know, lie to you, keep them far from you. The best friend to keep close to you is the one that don't like you. They'll tell you all that's wrong so you can fix it. So after church, I'm going to figure out who's your friend. I'm going to say, we keep close beside you. But you know what? They, they, they give a free consultation. <laughs> and they, you didn't pay for it. 
It is voluntary. You want to buy a car, amen, from Ford? Don't go to Ford first. Go, go, go to somewhere else, Chrysler. And they'll tell you what's wrong. Amen. I'm telling my friend, God says, I want to give you a double barrel blessing. Come on, church. I'm giving, you a, I'm giving you a word tonight from God. God said, I'm breathing in your favor. I'm looking in your direction. Do you believe that? I'm positioning you for a change for higher heights and deeper depths. You better have a face shift from low state to high state. I'm about to remove your limitation. I want to encourage you beyond your failures. I want to show you divine favor. I'm planting a seed of grace in your life. Come on, somebody. Does anybody believe that? You know, I, I know some churches, guy, I tell you right now, I'm so glad I came to Pentecost before I met them. Oh, my friend. They go, you, you hear the prayer church. You thought, Lord Jesus, haunted out. That's not praise prayer. That's not be, it's like a man beating his wife. In Christ, there's no wife abuser. Why can't you pray and smile? Oh, Jesus. Like Olestine. <laughs> you know, even even I get it before each he smiles. Tears running down, he's still smiling. He's going to eat you up. It's true. And I thought, you know, if if I didn't know Jesus Christ walking that church, I walked back out because I was I was encouraged by what I saw and heard. It didn't look like the billboard said. In this church is John speaking, but nobody smiled. They're so holy. I mean, they smile, they crack. It's okay to laugh. I promise you, if you can't laugh, get a surgery. A permanent fix. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Let's worship God. Yes, Hallelujah, Jesus. It's good tonight. That will stop having nightmares Amen. and dreams. Pastor Cheryl, forgive me picking on you. I mean, this little kid. I mean, like a little twig. Hallelujah. We had to work on our mind. Girl, if you want to sit with mayors and managers, finish the course. Amen. It won't happen at Sally Ann. What happened at Canada College? And when you do all those tough things, you're moving in the direction of your dream. Dream. Your vision. It's time to have one. Stop having nightmares. I got a vision. Get elevated. Don't see barriers. Amen. See a beckoning call. I love Peter. Peter was so rebunctious. I mean, he believed everything God said. He, he wasn't afraid of Jesus Christ one day. He just grabbed Jesus Christ and felt like yeah. that. And I said, get away from Peter, you're a devil. I didn't bother him one bit. <laughs> He's coming right back. I thought the devil was persistent. Peter is persistent. Amen. Amen. I mean, this guy, but Jesus loved him. He loved a gambler. Now, that no mean about all 649. Uh, please, don't do that. <laughs> Go on, you step out on experience. I know in whom I believe. Amen. I know God have an extraordinary blessing for me. Amen. I wish more girls in this church weren't being close. And all the husbands says, nah. I can hear it. I don't stop my wife from buying one. You just give her the itch so she don't buy it. But would be nice to their brother beaten by his wife. No, we see on, on the crew says, I don't spend my cash on trash. Wise man. <laughs> but he brought it home still. I have something in China, folks. Amen. I know where my dragon shirt next to the island does right. So I don't know where you at. Where's your dragon? You got a dragon shirt on. Everybody seen that? 
I knew I wasn't dragging a walking church tonight. I could feel it. <laughs> Hallelujah. But check if we close tonight, let God control your dream. Hello. Promotion will be sudden, Sister Sister Shilling. Can you believe that? Can God promote suddenly? You think it ain't must your your life could change? Hang on for a second here. No, no music yet. I'm, I'm just kidding those guys. I'm trying to calm their mind. What if God want to give you a big break? And promoting recognition. Well, I don't want to be promoted. Get promoted. Hallelujah. What if God want to solve your problem? What if God want to give you a sudden arrival, revival, and survival solution? What if God want to give you power overnight? What if God want to connect you with the right people? What if God want to blow you up and lift you up? And set you up? What if God want to do that? Give you the edge? And give you a blood supply? What if God want to give you a harvest? We can. We must. We must believe. Take back what the devil stole from you. Your confidence. Your faith. Your reliance on God. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Get it back. What the devil is taking from you. Let's all stand. I know God will not let me die until he fulfill all that I believe him for. Right. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. If I have to humble myself like Samson to my hair grow back, if I have to bring by the ark the right way, you can't help God out. One guy tried to help God and got killed. Don't try to help him out. Just obey him out. That golden shield, put it back. That altar, build it back. Come on, somebody. Profit from preaching. I said profit from preaching. Hallelujah. Somebody need to believe. I, you know, parents don't realize you can psych your kid up till they believe they can do anything. I got one kid in my life. My wife and I have one kid each in our lives. Yeah, you're looking, what is it, right? I'll tell you, she's my kid. And I'm her kid. And she know what she said to me. Can I go to that store down there? We're going down there. And she know when I said I want to buy that little old electric thing. She says, don't. But really, when I want my wife to talk me out of it, I take her with me. When I don't want to have a say, I go without her. So it's all worked out every good. You have to have a plan. <laughs> if I need her help, I take her along. If I don't, she stay home. Praise God, so we never quarrel. But tonight, church, why can't God work miracles through us? Why can't God raise the dead through you? Why can't God heal people through you? Why can't God give a house you see? The first car I, I owned, I, I couldn't afford it, I couldn't buy it. But I said, Lord, if I own this car, it would be a miracle you have to give it to me. And the first two was given to me. And by the way, I wasn't a preacher either, so don't talk about tithe. I had no tithe. But the Holy Ghost tied to God. And so he gave it to me. I was at a UPC meeting one day, conference, and we were getting registered, and I saw some preachers did some things. It blows me away. This guy, it feels so rich and so powerful. He had this how many hundred carat watch. And he begged this pastor to take it. I said, give it to you. Take it. No, he didn't take it. He go. I was thinking, I said, grab it and run. <laughs> he said, no, no, I want you to have it. I want you to have it. And he took it. Another, another preacher, it's his habit to go around, carry all those big funds in his pocket to give to preachers that God if he needs, have need help. So he said to a good friend of mine, and he blew it. He says, hey, how are things going? He said, absolutely great. He said, okay, bye. 
He was about to give him a handful of money. But when he told him, everything was fine, said, oops, he walked away. Give somebody else. I want to tell you, church, you can talk yourself out of a miracle. Gideon almost did. You blame God, you get nothing. You shame God, you get nothing. But you come worshiping God. Worshiping God. I was on this job. Amen. It was at Nate also, and I want to go to a higher position. And, and, and they say, you're not qualified. That's true, I wasn't qualified. I said, but I, said, I want a job. And the guy started mocking me and laughing at me and telling all the instructors, he said, Neil wants that job. And he said, his God can't give us a watch this. Church, you can step out on the authority and the dominion that God gave you. I'm going to tell you the house I have. Hey, it's a miracle. Yes, my wife. First of all, somebody died and left it. You know, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm always putting on people's dead coat and dead house. And dead. Watch out. Don't die. I'm going to move into your house. <laughs> Everything I moved in once lived and died. You know, I said, now we're coaching here. The guy died. I don't wear a coat. Thank God he died. I can wear his coat for him. <laughs> But this guy, you know, we want a house to live in, and and, uh, and so Brother Miles' mom didn't want it because figured there's a ghost in there. Thank God she felt that way. <laughs> she had the first crack; and she didn't want it, so she didn't want it. Just told my wife, and my wife told me about this ghost house, and so I said, "Let's go see it." And when she, my wife wanted a kitchen, her thing is kitchen. It's big enough; she'd move in. There's no better to sleep on. She's in the kitchen. She wanted the kitchen, right? <laughs> and so, that's what she wanted. And by the time I quit my job a long time ago, I got no money to back it up. So I'm just unemployed. Amen. But I said, God, whatever you do, you have to give this to my wife. Otherwise, we're going to sleep in church basement the rest of our life. Because she liked the kitchen. All the ones I showed, sure. No, you gonna take me there? No, as if we can pay for it. <laughs> you know, it's amazing when you can't pay for something and you're turning it down. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? Well, she was doing that, and so she finally got this house, and uh, the guys, the guy left. His church was there still, bachelor or whatever. He wanted a company in in, in McMurray here. He did. And his wife said, "We ain't we ain't staying here. We're moving out." I'm leaving. I don't care what. I don't want it. He says, I like this couple. Oh, God made people love us. Even when we're unlovable, God made people love us. He says, I like you guys. I think God touched her heart. God can touch people's heart to love you and care for you. He says, I want you folks to have it. I'm going to leave the curtains and everything right. It's like this building. When we move this building, they said, we're going to leave the pulpit. The piano. You should have seen when we bought it. Everything was here. They moved out and we just moved right in. America. Amazing. These same people who planning to run into town have to leave town and give it to me. Everything. Piano, organ, the whole bit. How many hundred chairs? At least 1,000 crockeries. Hundreds. Lots. Pots. Pans, oven, pizza, the whole bit. God did it. So the lawyer said, No, I can't make you do this. He said, Look, I don't need your advice. I told you I want them to have it. He said, Well, I told you. He said, I told you I want them to have it. I'll take the risk on them. Give it to them. Well, we'll just move right in. And there's a nice jacuzzi there. I'd know what a jacuzzi was. What do you do? Wash your foot in there? How do you, how do, you do this? Jacuzzi. It's kind of cute. My wife, I'm going to tell you the whole story. You see, I'm a blood of mud for Jesus. I got no secret. I have no secret. Everything God does for me, I tell everybody. You know what God does? He does it more. And more, and more, and more, and more. Amen. I want to build a church in the city here, and and no bank want to help me. And then guess who came to church? Guess who in the city? A backslider from New Brunswick moved all the way to Bank Marie. 
and said, Preacher, you're the only one to have the truth in this city. I know that for a fact. Even though I don't come to your church, I know you got the truth. I know it is the truth. And this is my rebellion. Why am I in church? I'm in the wrong place. I know it. And she said, I'm going to help you. And so when I leave, I'm going to make sure my next man to come and visit you. That's exactly what happened. Church, is God alive. He's here tonight. I gave you a throne speech tonight that God wants to do this for you. He wants to put your sock, put that money back in your sock. Want to send you back and give you a testimony from your test. Young people, you ain't seen nothing yet. Your God is alive. Sin out of going to grow. Yeah. 